that's one thing about LA is that when you wake up in the morning, no matter how sorry but shitty your date was, yeah. you get up in the morning having that vitamin D on your face, mm-hmm. entire body, it gives you that energy. That another day to fight, another day to hustle, another day to thrive your make your dream come true. And this is a place to do it. And it will happen. That having that conversation with a son, I think this is the only place you can have that. Hello and welcome to Here in LA, Sherman Oaks edition. Today, we talk with Bruce Back. Bruce is a talented actor who you may have seen as the ominous assassin in HBO's The Flight Attendant. You might have also seen him in season two of Apple TV Plus's Little America, the Mr. Song episode. And if the stars align properly, he will be portraying the first Asian Joker, freaking out Batman. Bruce is now our third resident of Sherman Oaks, and you will see that even though he's as warm and and as engaging as Josh and Robin were in our previous episodes, this handsome Korean man is truly unique. For one, he's not crazy about Korean food. Find out why as we welcome Bruce back. Hey everybody, I am here with the famous actor, Bruce Beck. Famous, not yet, but will be. Bruce, thank you for driving all the way out here from uh, Sherman Oaks. Thank you so much. Which is the neighborhood we're going to be talking about a little bit today. Bruce is a... uh, Okay, Bruce is breaking... I'm breaking a rule for Bruce. (laughs) I don't... This podcast is not meant for celebrities, for actors, or any famous people. I want to get a cross-section of L.A., and I want to dispel myths that there are famous people on TV everywhere you go in L.A. <laughs> but maybe I'm wrong. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> You're not wrong. I'm here. So. But, may- but maybe there are actors everywhere you, you go. I'm, tr- I'm, I'm seeing more. <laughs> yeah, because, you know, actors are no actors. That is true. Yeah. Okay, Bruce, I have seen you in The Flight Attendant on HBO. Thank you. Which is such a great show. It is. Your name is in the titles. (laughs) Is that exciting for you? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean, you know, it takes, obviously, years to go there. Yeah. But seeing your name on top of the show, uh, there's nothing like it. I bet. It, It really, yeah, it really is. Let me paint a picture for everybody. Bruce is wearing some Converse. I think those are Converse. Yeah. Converse one stars, but they look like they're European. Mm. They look cool. Thank you. These old. aren't any Converses I've ever had. Old. They're old. Yeah. Uh, no socks, because he's a Hollywood star. No, sh- I mean, no show socks. No, I'm sorry. No show socks. Yes. Ah, yes. There we go. Yes. The illusion of Hollywood. Exactly. He's got a hoodie on, and he's got a Kangol like uh, uh, LL Cool J. Uh-huh. And I've got to say... I've I've only seen your eight by ten glossies and <laughs> and uh, you perform in uh, Flight Attendant and then Little America. Yes, where you play a dad, but here you look about thirty one years old. Oh my God! Thank you. You're so you kind. Look super chill. <laughs> like you're intimidating in both of these uh, roles. I I try. I try, and I guess that's one of the brandings that I. I'm trying to send it out there, um, build my image as the the scariest, most intimidating Asian Americans actors in Hollywood right now. That's what you want to be. That's what that's who I want to be. That's, so like the Charles Bronson. Yes. Is there somebody cooler and tougher than Bronson? No. Okay. No, he's the one. He he's the goat. Yeah. Is he? He's the goat. I bring him up because I used to pump gas in Beverly Hills when I was in college. And it was an all-full-serve gas station on the corner of Beverly Glen and Santa Monica Boulevard. Mm. And we'd get stars from time to time. And Bronson shows up in a black Jaguar. And he just, the window rolls down. He hands me the Unical card. And he goes, you know what to do. <laughs> he rolls it back up. I mean, when you look at him, he, he looks like he can be anybody. 
He can be your night right next to next your uh, neighbor neighborhood guy. He can be someone's dad, mm-hmm. you know, grandfather. But yeah. once he hits that button, he becomes the the scariest person on the entire universe. Yeah. Oh, I, I love him. I I watch a lot of his films. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the flight attendant, you play a North Korean assassin. Yes. Very convincingly. Thank you. So when you knocked on my door, I did not expect what I'm seeing. <laughs> Does that mean you're a really good actor? Uh, you're so kind. Um, I think so. I, and I have to be, you know, otherwise, what's the point of doing this? You know, struggling, <laughs> hustling every day. You're going to have to knock it out of park and go all the way. Yeah, you got you. You have to. You have to be an exceptional actor mm-hmm. in order for you to survive in this town called Hollywood. So. Okay, Let, let's let's go there because I would think, and please correct me if I'm wrong. I'm very ignorant to your world, even though I've spent some time with the academy. It was on the outskirts. I wasn't inside. I would think in Hollywood, for a handsome, I'm going to call you young. Uh, Korean we're all man. Young. We're all young. You're in your 30s, though, right? Just about. For the record. Um, I would think there's not a lot of roles for you. And so you're competing against basically all of the 30 year old Korean American or just Korean or even just Asian men in LA. And therefore, do you ever, or does your agent, does your parents, do your friends say, just go back to Korea and act there? Wouldn't there be more likelihood of getting roles over there? That's a great question. Um, well, thanks to all these mainstream Korean movies, dramas that we see on, thanks to the streaming culture we're living in right now, um, I do get that questions a lot, even from Korea. Why don't you come here uh-huh. and start looking for some solid projects? Yeah. And I have to tell you right off the bat, I have tremendous respect that I have for these Korean actors. They, for, for them, they've been doing since 60s, 70s. For, so for them, this is not some sort of phenomenon, like, like some phenomenal events that everyone's starting waking up to. Yeah. They've been doing it. It, it is just a movement. Yeah. Um, but to answer that question, Tony, is I still feel I have so much to do here in Hollywood because if anyone listens to this, they're going to say, oh, maybe he's wrong. But it, really, it's my own opinion. Mm-hmm. There are not many actors like myself in Hollywood. So I need, still need to be discovered by many producers and agents because so far, this one I'm, I'm saying it very cautiously, Yeah. but Asian American actors are known for playing smart, geek, doctors, lawyers sometimes, mm-hmm. um, engineers, technicians, losers, um, there are st- stereotypes out there that we force them to into Asian Americans. Yeah, I mean, I love Simru when he he did a first Asian American superhero. I was I was jumping, literally, yeah, screaming, say, "My God, our time finally came!" That's right. And he's a great actor. Um, my branding is that. When it comes to there was one of the casting directors asked me. They sometimes they ask you, "What is your branding, Bruce? Who are you?" Obviously, they're not asking who are you as a, you know how you described me just today, which is so kind. Mm-hmm. I tell them, "I'm your worst nightmare." <laughs> so don't with me. Yeah. And they looked at me. All right. Whether I get the book, the no for the project or not, that's who I want to perceive as the toughest, scariest. Um, so the other interview I, I did, um, one of the uh, podcasts in Canada, what kind of roles would you like to play? What is your dream role? Right off the bat, I said Asian Joker Ooh. in Batman film. 
Uh-huh. I think that actually explains a lot what I'm trying to do here. So now that DC is rebranding, and they're probably going to have a new Batman, they're probably going to have to have a new Joker. What better person than you? I would love, love to be in it. And I have so much to offer as a Joker yeah. that probably the audience never seen before. Because there are so many great Jokers. I mean, you know. Yeah. <laughs> well, there are two. White. But even these guys, they don't possess what I have. Mm-hmm. Confidently. Yeah. So hopefully, and fingers crossed, it's not... It's not if. It's really about when. You could you could move your because you're in real life. You're very intellectual. You're you're nice. <laughs> On screen, especially in the flight attendant, you were a very scary villain because you were cold. But I feel like the Joker is almost American Psycho, like. Like, there's something wrong. There's something loose there. There's something psychologically wrong. He wasn't raised right. <laughs> right. Right. When I think of Asian people, I don't think of that. I think of the opposite, that there's tiger moms that take care of you, that really want you to study. So you're going to have an Asian joker who didn't study? Or maybe they study for about evil. Could be both. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And then what I want to bring... And it, this is really serious. It's not, you know, I, I've, been, I've been preparing for this role probably the day one I decide that I'm going to be an actor. Um, not only I'm a f huge fan of DC, uh -huh. Marvel series, but Joker has some, it always spoken to me personally. What brings that insanity that almost he makes another genius, the, the, the criminal genius that, Everybody fears him, but everybody wants to see him. Right. Why this is continuously doing this movie after movie after movie. Yeah. And I just want to combine that Asian insanity <laughs> to American craziness. Is there in, in, in cinema, is there an Asian crazy person out there? First... The right now, what I can, I, I'm sure there are more, mm -hmm. um, but if you've seen Old Boy, yes, which was obviously hold, hold done. On a second. This is the only problem we have back here. Well, that's okay. The LAPD, they keep looking for me. Because you're famous. I mean, they all need you. So. But they're looking for a guy with a Dodger hat. That's why I wear the Cubs hat. <laughs> with Cubs. <laughs> Cubs. Okay, so uh. you're saying Old Boy. Old Boy, um, the original right. Old Boy, which was probably... A, the very uh, controversial one. Yes. And if you look at the film, the main character plays... So if you look at it, when you f see the film, you're probably going to get the sense of nuance that I'm trying to bring. So imagine me plus the Old Boy character and what I can do even more in the Batman film as a Joker. Yes. It could be damaging. Yes. And I want to I want to damage every single person who watches me on 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 silver screen. Even you. Is that the guy who I interviewed? <laughs> Is that the nice guy? He's just no, but yeah. Well, see now I want Ben Affleck to be the Batman because I want you to make his life hard. Okay, so in when you got the role for uh, the assassin and flight attendant, yes. did you did you have to pitch yourself this way? Did you did you tell the director? Did you tell the casting director? I I I'm the guy. I'm the baddest mf'er in this room. Uh, the breakdown normally goes off before casting. It says um, they're very little. It doesn't say much of the in depth. But I know they're looking for something very dark. 
didn't even say North Korean. Was just the Korean. Oh. Um, and then I walked in and uh, got the got the project and booked the role. And then when I sat down with the showrunners, especially Stibiaki, who is a phenomenal writer and, and, and genius guy, we, we briefly talked what kind of character he is. Mm-hmm. And he told me, I just want him to be a silent, almost like a silencer for the, for the uh, handgun. Yeah. He's quiet, but he's lethal. So... And then I had some sizable lines for even season one. Mm-hmm. But we decide, you know what? Why don't we go without lines? If that works, because we can always put those lines back in. Mm-hmm. And it just worked. Mm-hmm. Um, playing, it's more menacing. Yes. Playing, I mean, acting without words. Mm-hmm. I found it's harder. Really? Much harder to do than with lines yes so i have more respect with sides i'm getting scripts i'm getting mm-hmm. and much more respect those writers have to come up with those wonderful words for the for us the actors yeah because yeah it would but the flight attendant as i said before is probably one of my uh the most important projects who gave me a startup in a way as a, as an actor they flew all you guys to Iceland. They did. Why did did they have? Why did they have to do that? Uh, well, one of the episodes that I play, mm-hmm. uh, I mean, it plays major role, uh, the location wise. Yeah. And um, Megan Briscoe from season one, who I uh, pursue of hunting down and kill. Right. And played by played by oh the one and only the queen. Rosie Perez. Yeah. Hi, Rosie. Love you. <laughs> and she settles in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she cannot. I, I can go anywhere in the wor- world. I can hunt, and hunt her down. <laughs> and it happens to be Iceland. So. It, I, I, but it, maybe I'm thinking about it from a Hollywood perspective, like a bean counter's perspective. Mm-hmm. I think there's a scene where like a bus goes by and then... The characters are on the bus, and I'm like, "That's, yeah, sure." They sent a B, B crew to Iceland, but this is probably happening in Canoga Park. But, but then I look on your Twitter, and all you people were actually in Iceland. We were actually on location, and they built the whole set of the bar, and they literally went to the heart, the hot spa, yeah, the hot pool, hot springs. See, and I thought that was fake. Oh, did they they built a fake version in Iceland? No, no, no. That's really... They the, actually... The, the, it's, everything's real. What do they call it? The Blue Lagoon? Blue Lagoon, right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Did you actually go in the Blue Lagoon at some point? I couldn't. Because still we were on a very strict... Um, the COVID-19, the protocol. Oh. And many actors were... They try not to go out of their room too much. Yeah. So... Because, so, you know, once someone gets um, test positive... Yeah. So... You know, uh, I feel like actors in L.A. were the safest people to be around during COVID. Because you guys yeah. got tested all the time. <laughs> Every day. Sometimes <laughs> twice a day. Right. Yeah, in the morning and probably later night. <laughs> no, you guys are serious about <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They, are, they, they, don't, they don't play around. So, Oh, so this makes sense. So when you went to Iceland, you guys just did your stuff, stayed in the hotel, yeah. you, you locked down. Yeah. And then that was it. Yeah. So for that, many of them came back on set with much more preparation, I guess, because mm. all they were thinking about and reading about and, you know, finding about is all about the scripts. So, but you know, I, I know there's, they did some sizing, but it was all outside exterior yeah. after they took any, any, any rapid COVID test. Mm-hmm. So. so the other film or the other TV series that you're in is Little America, yes. which is a, just a beautiful um, compilation mm-hmm. of immigrant stories mm-hmm. in uh, season two, I believe, season is two. yours. Yes, um, Mr. Jung S- Song, Mr. Song, Mr. that's Song. right. Yeah, um, which stars Felicia Rostrad, another legend who just got nominated for Best Supporting Actress in Limited uh, TV Series for NWCP 
awards. How about that? So, fingers crossed. She is, yeah, this podcast is not long enough for me to say wonderful things about Felicia. But Yeah. Well, she's, I mean, okay, so I'm a light-skinned black man of a certain age, Gen X, the Cosby Show. It sounds weird in, in retrospect, but it was the number one show in America when I was a kid. And she was the mom. She was the mom that everybody wanted yeah. uh, to have as their mom because she, I think she was a lawyer in the show, mm -hmm. but she was cool to everybody, mm -hmm. um, but so also, you know, firm. And so in this, um, in this show, she plays a radio host that comes into a hat store of a Korean family. And um, you play the dad. You play kind of the strict dad yeah. who turns into an older dad. Mm -hmm. So you have a little gray hair mm -hmm. in you, and you you pull that off pretty well. Well, old thanks to a makeup department. You don't look yeah. old, old, but yeah. you look old enough. Yeah. And and so this is what I want to ask you as an ignorant person who knows very little about actual Korean um, culture. In in your episode, it's a, the mom says something to the to the boy mm -hmm. about how she would have to study. Well, she said, not study, she said cram until 10 p.m. every night. Is that an exaggeration? Or, or have you seen other it, Korean families that make their kids do that? It is actually true. It's it is not actually, just a stereotype. No, it's, it's based it is, in reality. Yeah, it is actually true. Because were, were you, Was your family like this? Uh, no, I mean, I left Korea early enough for me to sort of avoid that um, <laughs> debacle. But, you know, I still have some few friends in Korea and that's exactly right on when when I read it like this is exactly what's going on even in Korea right now mm -hmm. they school is part of their academic system after school they go to separate special schools and they do literally stay until 10 p.m. Wow. to just I feel like they are training a human academic machine for them to do everything er, everything else well yeah they go to english school music school mm -hmm. uh, taekwondo school mm. drama schools um but in general yes until 10 p.m 11 p.m they just go home sleep get up in the morning go to school again the main school yeah so yeah it is true it's based on so when you said you have you avoided that at what age did you come to the U.S.? Early and before teen, when I was teen. And so. it, who did you live with? Uh, my family. So yeah. your whole family decided to move from Korea to New York? Yes. Yes. What New Jersey. New Jersey, okay. Yeah. yeah. You lived near uh, Springsteen, I hope? I, 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 you know, I tr always, when I, when I walk outside, I was like, please, Lord, <laughs> you know, that I can meet the boss. But no, I, even and John Bon Jovi. Right. But no, two guys haven't. I haven't met them yet. But maybe one day. They're out know. of town every time you went. Exactly. Yeah. You know, they're not in Jersey, Jersey. So. So why did your family decide to to move to Jersey? Well, my uh, 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 uncle who lived in, uh, I mean, immigrated to U.S. way before, and he lived in Jersey. So obviously, just a kind of makes sense that when your family member lives in one place you just go there uh -huh. if you lived in texas probably probably we we ended up in texas but right happens to be it was in new jersey and but but i'm, I'm asking why america instead of korea because because now korea seems like the, the hottest coolest spot oh, there korea is. yeah half of my electronics now are from korea yeah. whereas when i was a kid they were from japan yeah and then my parents it was from the u.s yeah but now almost everything See, your people are uh, headlining Coachella. <laughs> Parasite won the Oscar. <laughs> yes. Right? Yes. And so it doesn't seem like a place to move away from. At that time, um, obviously, this is a question to my mom and dad. But they felt just like Mr. Song in Little America <laughs> says, you know, I want to give you a better opportunity uh, in every angles, mm -hmm. which I'm so grateful they done that. Yeah. Um, not that I, if I stayed in Korea all my life, I probably still became an actor. Mm -hmm. But being here, uh, because 
at some point, my mom said I was watching. I don't know if you heard AFKN. That is a channel. Probably, if you, any Koreans listen to this, it's 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 a channel for um, our the American soldiers oh. who's stationed in, in Korea. So this station for dedicated for them. I see. So at that time, I was still already watching General Hospital, <laughs> Guiding Lights, uh, soap operas. Right. And as soon as I came home. I just turned those channels, rather than seeing Korean cartoons and other. So my mom thought, "Why?" And then she asked me one simple question: "Do you like to visit U.S.?" And I say, "Yeah." And that was it. Uh huh. That was it. Uh, Jersey. What year did you move there? It was late eighties. Okay. Uh, mid eighties. Mid yeah. Mid. Uh, what was the uh, cultural breakdown of your neighborhood? Oh, <laughs> I was the only Asian. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's a town called uh, a cr- wonderful. Probably still, I want to. If I make a lot of money, I want to buy a house there. Yeah. It's called Glen Rock, New Jersey. Okay. Uh, such a wonderful small town, and we only had a ninety-eight seniors graduating from the so, high school. Yeah. Uh-huh. So you can actually guess the portion proportion of the. St- and those 98 seniors been together since when they were first grade. Right. So when I moved there, I was the only Korean American. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I correct myself. There are two Asian Americans, but they were already third generations. Uh huh. So I was the only one literally alienated. Right. Um, How was your English? Bad. Oh. Bad. Even though I. Studied a little bit when I left Korea. Mm-hmm. It was just bad. Yeah. Um, but I had a great help from just about everybody mm-hmm. with my charm. And uh, did you go to like uh, night ESL classes? They actually placed me. I remember for first year, uh, they called ELS. Mm-hmm. Uh, e- yeah, ESL class. Mm-hmm. Um, so I had to do that probably forty percent of time. Yeah. Out of my curriculum, and then just got better. And when you're that young, and you just catch up, right? Pretty quick. So, uh, so, geez, Jersey. Yeah. This is why I say geez. <laughs> Garden from, State. <laughs> I'm from I'm from Illinois. Okay. And we were the only black family in our neighborhood for a long time. Right. And so I got all the all the jokes. I mm-hmm. mean, they were they were cool about it because I was good at sports. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you say that again, and I'm going to show you up in front of everybody. And, um, and I also had a big mouth, so that kind of helped a little bit. <laughs> but the, I almost want to call it the innocent racism mm-hmm. that a lot of Midwesterners and East Coast people might have mm-hmm. was, I bet you we didn't know of any Korean people at our school. Mm-hmm. And so we called everybody Chinese. Is that how it was in, in your school too? Were you called Chinese a lot? They, um, they did. They did call me Chinese. But, but the thing is, they didn't know any difference between Chinese, Japanese, right. Korean. But I remember, so here's what, where, how I got my name, Bruce. So, short story. Make a long story, long story short. We had a culture night, and I remember it was, I think it was the first, the second year I, I, and I came to this country, and I had old, the Taekwondo, the uniform that I kept, and I was like white, white yellow belt. Because every kid in Korea, they all go to Taekwondo yeah. dojos, and I just wore, because I had nothing to show off, <laughs> and uh, I think my mom made a, what we call kimbap, which is like a Korean sushi. And I was displaying that, and everybody who came through the door had a piece of and it, it's a rice and and some sausage, and you know tastes pretty good. Uh huh. And I'm wearing this this taekwondo uniform, and all of us there start calling me, "What is that?" Oh, it's it's taekwondo. You know, I you know I, I'm not good at it, but you know I did it when I was in Korea. Oh wow, it's like Bruce Lee. <laughs> And then somehow Bruce Lee became, I mean, whole name, Bruce Lee became my nickname. 
Yes. And then uh, that's the house starting up the uh, my. Was that okay with you? I was totally fine with that. Good. Because already Bruce Lee was my hero. Right. And I guess in back of my mind, even then when I was little, I want to become that big. I right. want to be the universal, not just the household name, just in this country, but universal. Yes. Like Bruce Beck, oh, him, that scary guy, <laughs> that joker guy. Wow. You know, um, but yeah, even, even back then, Bruce Lee was my hero. Did you feel like you had to be the ambassador for all of Asia and teach people the differences between China and Japan and Korea? I didn't have to be ambassador, but, you know, whenever they asked me, what's the difference between Japan, Korea, or China? They asked. They asked. Good. Because when I see you, Bruce, um, you're one of us, obviously. You know, we, you know, but you, what, what are you? Well, I'm Korean. Right. So what's the difference with Japanese? Well, I said... I don't know. <laughs> Why don't you ask Japanese and Chinese? I just told them it's just different countries. Uh-huh. You know, where maybe we look alike because we, you know, if you go back years and thousands of years of history, mm-hmm. we all come from same place in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, Africa. Yes. <laughs> so if I do my DNA test, I probably have about one percent of. African blood in, sure. in me. But you didn't say in Japan they've got sushi and they're sumo wrestlers. And in Korea, we have... What, what would you say back in the 80s? Because were, were there any uh, role models? Were there any famous people from Korea that you could teach uh, Jersey kids in the 80s? I told them... I, I know I remember I told them Japan, they have a uh, Kurosawa. The film yes. director. Did they know him? Some of them, the film, the some some film buffs, they Good. they they knew. Oh right. Oh so so oh so he's Japanese. <laughs> um, yeah, and they knew Jackie Chan. Right. So I said Jackie Chan, Bruce Lee, and they said, so Bruce Lee's not Korean. No. <laughs> It would be nice, but no, he's he's Chinese. Jackie Chan is Chinese. Yeah. But then what about Korean? I said, this is true, so I said, me. <laughs> okay. Hey, you did close to Korean, you know, you know, so yeah. stick stick with me. Yeah. But I think that was my interpretation of the difference between Chinese and Japanese. Being here as a New Yorker, you know, New Jersey person, Garden State guy, being here in Golden State, (laughs) I do still feel outsider. You do? Yeah, I do. I think LA can do that to people. Yeah. I I feel like it took me 25 years until I was able to say, I guess I still don't. I still wear the Cubs hat. I don't wear a Dodger hat. You know, like I wear a Yankees hat. Do you? <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Well, oh, I yeah. also don't want to deceive anybody. Right. I don't. I don't want to be a poser. Right. You know, but right. I, I still think it does take a while, and it's not from the natives. The native Angelinos are very welcoming. I, oh yeah. I found. Yes. They are so nice. And they don't care. Yeah. They yeah. they know. They've yeah. seen it all. Yeah. They don't care. But I think sometimes it's the recent transplants that will give you a hard time for wearing a Dodger I, hat. I agree. But the thing is, when I when I moved here, all my friends back in the East, they said, "Oh, finally, it's about time because you the you always wore Lakers hat." Really? Because I've been a hardcore, lifelong Lakers fan ever since. Go back to uh, Magic, right? You Showtime. Know? No, yeah, and mm-hmm. I didn't care if they were up and down. I didn't care. They, they, just seeing the yellow the purple uniform yeah it, there was something about it and mm-hmm. knicks were not doing well by the way they're doing really good this year so go go knicks 
<laughs> and um, but when I moved here, everybody felt it's about time. Mm-hmm. You know, or long overdue. When I came here, I felt what you just described. Okay, I need to start from the scratch mm-hmm. and be humble. And and it's not anything bad at, at all. Yeah, it just makes you have the clear perspective, clear vision. Why you are here made mm-hmm. the leap of faith, moved entire family, my, now my family, uh, to this unknown territory. You gotta work your ass off again. Mm-hmm. Excuse my French, but yeah. What what uh, neighborhood did you move to when you moved from Jersey to LA? Uh, Sherman Oaks. Oh, where you live now? Yes. Why Sherman Oaks? The <laughs> make a long story short. I mean, I, no disrespect, but no, again, you're you're the outsider again. I'm the outsider. When uh, I think of Sherman Oaks, I think of Jewish delis. Yeah. I think of Larry David. Yeah. I think Clayton Kershaw lives over there. Yeah. I don't think of Asian people. There's lots of Asian pockets in L.A. Yeah. I mean, San Gabriel is, is almost an entire yeah. Asian county. Yeah. You know, on on half of it. You chose Sherman Oaks. Sherman well, obviously, Oaks. you wanted to be close to Hollywood. Yeah. But why not Hollywood? Why? Why, well, why not K-Town? <laughs> or, right. Yeah. Or K-Town. Yeah. I, I, I guess that's a great question. I, I guess since ever since I moved to Glen Rock, New Jersey, instead of Fort Lee, New Jersey, I guess in, in my in my sort of blood that I grew up in that. So I'm so used to that non-Asian populated areas that I want to discover. Right. Um, and my wife's side, she has a few relatives who's been here, just like my uncle been here forever. Yeah. Uh, I think yeah, her close to uncle lives here still. I think he's 50th year mm. just in LA. Is your wife Korean? She is. Where'd you find her? In Glen Rock. Oh no, in, 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 in Long Island. Well, yeah, we met in Long Island. Somehow you were in Long Island. Yeah. You see a pretty Korean woman. Yeah. And you're like, oh, yeah. I think psychologically I figured out why you're in Sherman Oaks. Is that so? You're an actor. Uh Uh-huh. Which means you want the attention of people. You're not going to get attention on Western and Wilshire. No. You're just going to be one of many. Exactly. But in Sherman Oaks, hey, who's that Korean guy over there? Well, these days I hear, oh, that's Hawk. (laughs) <laughs> from the flat attendant <laughs> do they really say that they say that nice yeah if i i wouldn't say here in this in in, in this podcast if it but, wasn't true but. Am, am i am i stretching that, no, no, that no, maybe that's why no, you like these different pockets i guess i guess naturally i like getting attention right i mean i'm because there are other actors who do not want to get attention but yeah my side i you know what it's okay to be a you know I love get, getting attention from yeah. people. Um, Sherman Oaks, every day I go out there, you find still, like you said, there are not many Asian Americans going to the place I go daily basis. Mm-hmm. And when they look at me, most of them are either you say, Angelino is so, so kind, make me feel like I'm, you know, I'm, I'm home. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, I did a heavy research before I moved where I can settle with less crime. True. But anywhere you go, there are crimes. Right. And I'm coming from New York City. <laughs> when you live in Harlem or Brooklyn, mm-hmm. there you go. Mm-hmm. But in terms of where, where can I be located but not in the metropolis because I, I guess I wanted to get away from that city traffic, right. city life. So the place I shortlist was, one of them was Encino, Studio City, huh. Sherman Oaks. And then I found a very cheaper apartment that I can start <laughs> in Sherman Oaks. <laughs> so I gave a shot and um, that's where I am right now. 
So you say you didn't want traffic, yet you're right next to the 405. Or do you take cold water over over the uh, the hill when you need to go to uh, yeah. CAA? Or? Most of cold water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, I, no, I don't mind. I don't yeah. mind. And I don't know if anyone listens to this. That, well, L.A. traffic is bad. <laughs> Maybe because I love L.A. so much. It is not bad. I agree. It is not that bad. Really. I agree. Because if you've been to East Coast... New York City, it, it can get really bad. Well, then you're stuck in a, in a bridge or a tunnel. That you have nowhere to go. I mean, here, it still goes. Your car is still <laughs> moving about five or whatever miles. Yeah. In, especially coming from Jersey, that George Washington Bridge, if there's one accident, that's it for you. Everybody's screwed. Yeah, if you have an audition at 9/11, 10 a.m. 9-11, people had to just walk. Exactly. You've never seen people just walk in L.A. Yeah. <laughs> I was right there, and I, yeah. Were you really? I was, yeah, I was I was living in a, a Brooklyn at that time. Oh, my goodness. And uh, I actually saw Second Tower <gasps> coming down. With your own eyes or on TV? Wh- oh, with my own eyes. I was living with the, a few roommates back then. Um I was still students, and uh, it went for the, when they were talking about this whole event getting unfold. There's um, Brooklyn upside of the uh, um, the the town called um, what's the town called the where you can actually see two twin towers okay. from the Brooklyn side. Mm-hmm. So we all kind of ran to that riverside and while we were running i guess the first tower already collapsed so and so as you were running you saw there was only one tower yeah so we had to be freaky s- just standing there praying that this will you know this will survive yeah and then the worst happened so wow and that yeah i think one of the darkest days that i can remember Living in East Coast is that nine one one two thousand one. Yeah, yeah. You can still smell mm-hmm. the. I, I cannot explain. Mm-hmm. It's everything. It's not just one smell. The sadness. It's mm-hmm. it's just a overwhelms you. Yeah. Well, it also must have been just unimaginable to see it in person. Yeah. You know. Because if it was on TV, you could say, ah, oh, CGI is amazing these days. But you saw it in... My roommate woke me up and said, hey, Bruce, something has, something's happening to a, a World Trade Center. I said, what? Yeah, it's something's like kind of... There's a smoke everywhere. I said, oh, no, they're replaying from the uh, 1993... Um, the bombing. The, the bombing for yeah. the, 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 the parking lot. Mm-hmm. No big deal. No, this says it's live. Mm-hmm. So we went out, and we're all cramped in the living room, looking at that 12-inch TV, and it was just so real. Mm-hmm. And so we all went out. The place called Bay Ridge, by the way. There Bay, you go. Yeah, Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, where you can actually see Twin Towers right. for one of the park. And when, when, once we got there, there were so many people already just hoping, praying, the, for the best. Well, let's shift gears to a happier topic. Ventura Boulevard. When I think of Sherman Oaks, that's pretty much all I think about. I think about the Sherman Oaks Galleria from Fast Times at Ridgemont High, mm-hmm. which was one of my favorite movies as a young person. It's great film. And I'm kind of sad that it's not what it used to be. I'm sad that they modernized that. Yeah. It seems like that's a very L.A. thing to do. <laughs> you got something perfectly fine. Ah, let's screw it all up. Let's start over. And fix it up. <laughs> 
But Ventura Boulevard seems like an endless assortment of cool stuff. Yeah. Even when my cat was dying, I took her to True Care for Pets, <laughs> and they saved her life. Nice. Is Ventura Boulevard really the heart of Sherman Oaks that you would say? Yeah, I think so. That's where I go daily basis, mm -hmm. do all my shoppings, and it's just getting better, um, you know, thanks to COVID. Mm -hmm. it, everything was closed. And then now I can see 95% business all back mm -hmm. or new business are moving in. Yep. There's endless, literally endless possibilities of any cuisine you can try, mm -hmm. including Korean. Really? Uh, yeah. Well, it's in, it's in Encino, but that's like Close enough. No, that's like two blocks <laughs> away from Sherman Oaks. And you're standing here, that's Sherman Oaks. Is it good? It's pretty good. Was your mom a good cook? She, there's some certain food that she's exceptionally good. Okay. But some not. So when you go, do you go to K-Town and eat? Uh, occasionally. Is, is that just not a cool thing for you to do? Like, are there better Korean restaurants outside of K-Town no, that you um, go to? <laughs> surprisingly, I don't eat much Korean you food. Don't, you don't, no. you're over it. Because you grew up with it, right? Yeah. And I don't like spicy food that much. You're not a kimchi person. No, I'm not. Interesting. I am not. I, I love eating it yeah. once in a while. It's an event. Yeah. It's not daily thing. Interesting. I'm more of the uh, burger, french fries, <laughs> nachos, pasta guy than rice and, and, and kimchi. Bruce, I'm so lucky. I'm so happy you did this interview with me. Well, I'm happy to. Because too. part of... Part of this podcast is I want to I want to remove all the boxes that people get put into. And I definitely want to remove the box that L.A. is in and the Valley and South L.A. Mm -hmm. by the people. And I don't want them in the box. Yeah. You are so far outside of this box. Mm -hmm. you, you're making out with white girls in Jersey. <laughs> you're eating burgers <laughs> in the Val. You don't like KBBQ. <laughs> They're which wonderful, is, which by is the something way. that we share, by the way. Yeah, I dated a Korean girl, and I was, and I was so in love with her. I was like, "Baby, I'll eat anything you got." Mm -hmm. And they bring out all these little dishes, and I don't really like vegetables, and so most of them were vegetables. Like, I'll eat that beef that they put on there. Like, that's great. Yeah, but all these other little things, and I was like, "Do I not love you, baby?" <laughs> Actually, I do love you. I just don't love this. I don't get it. Yeah, you're kind of the same way. Kind of same way. It kind of same way. I mean, I, I, I mean, but let's say everybody goes to Korean food, Korean restaurant. If anyone does, they don't know anything about Korean, I can explain what it is. Yeah. As if my, I'm, I've been eating it every day. Yeah. I just don't find in myself that for my health, my body type, because mm. I want to stay in as fit as possible. Yes. As an actor, because once you lose this, that's it. Right. So. And you know you gotta you gotta go and eat what you like at the same time is for your body too. Okay, so in Sherman Oaks, what burgers are you eating over there? There is a diner uh, called. It's not more like not diner, but the uh, I think Mel's Diner. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the iconic, <laughs> and that's one of the first places I. I think it was the same day I moved to Sherman Oaks. That's the place I went to have a burger. Mel's Diner. On, on what is that? The south side of Ventura Boulevard. Yes. And um, again, I would never expect you there. It's <laughs> like, I don't want to say it's cheesy, but it's like your cheesy 50s throwback retro hamburger place. Oh, my God. And I, you love it. I, until I die... It is one of one of the greatest about being an you know American is hamburgers that we perfected. Yeah, you know, yeah. Other countries can oh now we make Korean style, Japanese style, European. No, no. But when it comes to bagels, mm -hmm. New York wins. That's true. And I'm gonna be a biased biased a little bit here, but uh, 
when it comes to pizza, uh oh. Honestly, <laughs> I have to draw, but Chicago pizza, you guys make a great, great God pizza. God bless you. Have you been to Gino's East of Chicago in Sherman Oaks? No. Do you know where the Whole Foods is? Yes. It's across the street. I will definitely go and try. I, I've eaten there before. Yeah. These are people from Chicago. Oh, nice. Who were able to convince the original people to allow them to open this up. Because I've been looking for perfect pizza place when I had a pizza craving, you know, other than Whole Foods. If you like deep dish, Gino's East is the dish, one. Yeah. I love deep dish. But don't get me wrong. I, you know, I'm a, my love for New York pizza yeah. is immense. Right. But Chicago pizza... Yes, it's it's exceptional. Look at you! Yeah, it is exceptional. I have I have to say it. I'm being honest. It it is exceptional. You are you are you are making a great L.A. Vil- villain. If you I- showed up in L.A. <laughs> and you said, "What's this? Where's the Chicago pizza out here?" Yeah, <laughs> people would hate you. Oh, you know why they would really hate you if you said you like Shake Shack uh, burgers better than In and Out. Have you been? Into you know the what? Shake Shack burgers? There, there is a clear. Uh, if anybody related to Shake Shack, um, <laughs> I respect you guys. But In and Out, it's really good. In and Out's great. In and Out is is one of the best fast food, like fast chain burgers. I, I like In and Out a lot. What about the fries? Everybody talks trash about the fries. When you have a McDonald's. And when you lived yourself as a single man in 90s, no money whatsoever, and getting a McDonald's fries were luxury. Yes. You get to appreciate any fries. I completely agree. <laughs> I order mine well done at uh, the In-N-Out. Uh, I usually, if I'm in the Valley, I'm usually at the Universal City yeah. In-N-Out. Yeah. Um, and I like them well done. They're, they're good. Does the job. They're good. think you're going to live forever in LA in Sherman Oaks? Oh, uh, not in Sherman Oaks. Well, okay. Let, let's pretend you get the Joker gig. Yeah. That's big money. Yeah. You'll be a millionaire. Yeah. Joker, the Joker gets to be a millionaire. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you stay in the Valley? Uh, I already, I already have chosen the place I want to be. Uh-huh. And one of them is a Valley. Uh-huh. Uh, Calabasas. You want to live way out there? Yeah. And because I, every time I go there, I go there at least a once a week <laughs> to have a burger. What? <laughs> what burger's there? Uh, At that village uh, that they've got over there? There's there's a burger place? Yeah, I, it's a shame that I can call the name, but there's a one burger place near the uh, Ralph. That's fine. You're not, you're not blowing up their spot. Yeah, yeah but... Uh, I go there. So over by the Ralphs. Over by the Ralphs, and over by the <laughs> Jenny's, the ice cream place. Out of this world. We've so you would move to you would you would quadruple your rent. I am. Or your mortgage, I guess. Yeah. And to be close to the burgers. To close to burgers. If wow. not, Pasadena is my next on I my love list. Pasadena. Yeah. Because ever since when I was a kid, watching that parade. Isn't it crazy? Yeah. It it it's just something something about it. When you grow up watching Macy's Thanksgiving parade. Yeah. Okay, it's cool. I've been there once in person, but mm-hmm. every other time I now Times Square, New Year's Eve celebration. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know. Haven't done it in person yet. Yeah. But most of the locals they, they try to stay away, but you know, at least you gotta do once. I agree. But Rose Parade? It's, it's, I think as an American, you you watching, growing up watching that. Mm-hmm. Now you get to get a chance to be there, live there. Yes. Something else. So now I wanna, I wanna, I wanna do my best mm-hmm. to get close. Does your wife share these uh, dreams of yours? Does oh she, yeah. 
She's okay with moving she's to either totally Calabasas fine. and being totally Kim Kardashian's fine. neighbor. Oh yeah, she's totally fine. Or Pasadena, and um, I don't even know who lives in Pasadena. I bet you there's some question. people. There's yeah, some there really some. nice houses over there oh, too. Yeah. yeah, Altadena's not bad either. No, been you there. Know? Yeah. Does she? Does your wife share your? Because um, it doesn't sound like you're crazy about Asian food. Is she also not crazy about Asian food? We are both not crazy about Asian food. How about that? Yeah. yeah. I mean, again, we love eating out, yeah. trying out all different uh, cuisine. There's no one, okay, we always go to this, to that. Yeah. Um, she doesn't eat much meat. Mm-hmm. So, you know, when we go out for a burger, obviously she takes a half portion and I take with them all, but... Um, <laughs> No, we we love every different cuisine from all around the world. Uh-huh. We eat Mexican. We love uh, Poké Tomas. <laughs> one of my favorite spots. I uh, know of the one in Universal Studios, or, or Universal City. Is there one in Sherman Oaks? There was one in, uh, again, Encino. But still, Encino. Cl- yeah, but okay, clo- yeah. other side of the 405. Yeah, but still close enough. So. I like Poké Tomas, too. Yeah. You know who likes Poké Tomas? Drew Barrymore. Oh, there you go. That's the first that I heard of it. Yeah. Some paparazzi yeah. had a picture it's of her. Fresh mm-hmm. and tasty. It's, it's the crispy uh, tortillas that I like. Yeah. Because it's a burrito, the burritos at least. They'll burrito it up and then they'll they'll toast the... Have you tried with the shrimp? I have. They're really good. It is. Yeah. It's right spiciness, crispiness. Oh, I like... I'm getting hungry, but... <laughs> Yeah, the one of the reasons I love LA is those place you can go out and eat mm-hmm. outside mm-hmm. under the sun. Yes, all year round. I told my mom. My mom. My, I told my mom, "Hey, I'm gonna have this famous actor over." She's like, "Did you clean up your apartment?" I was like, "Ma, we're gonna do it outside," and yeah. she's like, "Outside? <laughs> Hasn't it been raining? Isn't it cold?" Well, I feel the same way. Yeah. Anytime I can be outside, I want to be outside. Yeah. That's one thing about L.A. is that when you wake up in the morning, no matter how, sorry, but shitty your date was, yeah, you get up in the morning having that vitamin D on your face, mm-hmm. entire body, it gives you that energy. Mm-hmm. That another day to fight, another day to hustle. Mm-hmm. Another day to thrive your make your dream come true, mm-hmm. and this is a place to do it, and it will happen. That having that conversation with the sun, I think this is the only place you can have that in anywhere, especially in this state. So. Jordan's gonna probably want to end it at that because that was just beautiful. But I've got more questions for you, sir. All right. Is there? A Asian community of actors mm-hmm. in Hollywood mm-hmm. where you guys support each other, you try to help each other out, or is it just highly competitive? Because, again, my belief is I would think that there's very limited roles for Asians in mainstream U.S. films. Right. Um, there are a growing number of Asian actors in general, uh, both in New York and in L.A., the thing is that traditionally there are a lot of Asian actors trying to get the job sound like everyone else. It's just a different ethnicity. Um, I'm not one of them. I kept my accent. I kept my Korean accent on purpose. And uh, because of there are so many great actors right here in L.A. I'm talking about Asian American actors. They are really really good Mm -hmm. when we're going for same role which is limited roles in order for me to send out at least getting a getting that project not getting the project secondary but for me to really go out there be in the room with these wonderful actors i have to bring my own game right so there are limited actors uh limited roles for limited actors but there are growing numbers and uh, there are more and more networks for Asian Americans to help each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would love, love to be a part of them. I'm not one of them yet mm-hmm. since I'm still, you know, newbie and baby 
as our Angelinos. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it is very competitive. Mm-hmm. I, I can see. You saw this whole Korean K-pop shift happen. Yes. From America. Yes. It was. It, they, they talk about the British invasion all the time. I've never heard of a Korean invasion, but it's happening. The forum where your Magic Johnson had Showtime mm-hmm. is the Kia forum. Mm-hmm. Blackpink, my girlfriends, all of them, are going to headline <laughs> Saturday night at, God bless you. at Coachella. Mm-hmm. I think that's unreal I, in, a, in a wonderful way. Parasite, which was... I mean, I love movies so much. Yes. And I worked at the Academy, and we we like to pretend that we could predict, but we're always wrong. Yeah. <laughs> we're usually wrong. Sometimes it's, it's pretty easy. Yeah. We knew Leo was going to win that year because yeah. that movie, The Revenant, was just perfect for, yeah. for that. Yeah. But a lot of times we're pleasantly surprised. Right. I was overwhelmingly surprised by Parasite, mm-hmm. as well as Moonlight, the, the gay black movie, ends go. up winning Best Picture. There you That's, go kind of revolutionary it's such a wonderful film did you see any of this coming with korea did you see that you and your people were going to take over american culture the way that you have uh, the worst takeover <laughs> it would be nice um but humbly speaking i've been watching korean cinemas as long as i can remember because the 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 artistry they've been presenting themselves not for the mainstream, for the Korean, you know, mainland. I've been always fascinated by their in-depth of acting skills, um, the way they portray the emotions on TV mm-hmm. and and on on cinema. Mm-hmm. The one of the reason I was so so you know wait, I'm not gonna shy about it. But when I was so proud, when I got booked the job for the Mr. Song Little America. My wife, if anyone watched that series, please go and watch it. Apple TV Plus, <laughs> season two, episode one, Mr. Song. My wife, who plays by the one and only Lee Jung-un, is from The Parasite, whose original housekeeper. You're right. The Mungguang. I never made that connection. Because she's so good. She's completely different actor. Yes who we saw in Parasite. Right. Um, by the way, she's one of the Koreans, they call it S-list actor. I guess S means special. Or oh, okay. They're, um, so how, well, how we call A-list actors. Okay. So, and also my younger version of the uh, older son, who played by Ki Hong Lee, who's run, known by Maze Runner. He's such a wonderful, wonderful guy. And uh, his younger version is played by Alan Kim from Minari. The kid who won every single person's heart. Yes. The most adorable little Korean kid I ever met. Korean-American kid. Mm-hmm. And I think he's genius. He's just... He's, and, and he's just as charming in this. He just gets it. Yeah. He gets the scene. Mm-hmm. And when camera rolls, he just does it. Because mm-hmm. I think it was when uh, Robert De Niro... Uh, was describing Dakota Fanning when she was younger and Tom Cruise was describing this guy is just he gets it mm-hmm. and uh, but again I was so proud to part of that project led by Sean Heater who won the Academy Award by CODA yeah um, so for me taking over instead of taking over is, is the word it's more like starting the movement. Right. To showing the world, showing the America that the years of practice, years of artists that we've been honing, now it's time to share instead of show off. Mm-hmm. Um, there are things that great thing about Korean artistry that you know, people starting to witnessing it. But they've been doing it for years and years. Yeah. Um, so we're not the newcomers. We are finally just being seen. Yes. So, and I'm just so fortunate to be in this time and be a part of it. Well, we're lucky to have you. Thank you so much. When we see you as the Joker, 
uh, you will. We're gonna we're gonna remember that you called it. And please make sure I'm not that as bad as you might seen on films. But I'll guarantee you, you don't want to cross me nice. when I'm playing Joker. And that's I promise you. <laughs> Thank you for coming here. Bruce. Thank you, Tony. All right. It's been a pleasure. How great was Bruce? You know who we'd give hamburgers to <laughs> if we saw them on Ventura Boulevard? Why, why are you there? What? What? Our Patreons. When you stoke us, you're saying, Tony, Jordan, what's all this cash doing in my PayPal account? Have half. So shout out to our Patreons. Nancy Rommelman, Sean Atlow, Matt Mills, Sean Wallace, Greg and Molly, Janie Taylor, Mark Johnson, Kira Ann, Barney Grinky, Ben Welch, Pe- Jen Adams, Trevor Wilson, Bree Wild, Dougie Gyro, Christina Up North, Robin Carey, Adam Shorn, and Ben from Down Under. To be a Patreon, just go to patreon.com slash here in LA and give till it hurts. That's H-E-A-R in LA. <laughs> also, shout out to our Angelinos, like our newest one, Lisa. To be an Angelino, all you got to do is PayPal or Venmo, 25 bucks or more, and we will list you on the Here in LA website or media blog forever. Just send your hard-earned cash to busblog at gmail.com. It, it just dawned on me. Of course you know how to spell here in LA. You're here! Uh, Want to support us, but you blew all your life savings on NFTs? You can still help. Post your favorite episode on your Facebook. Oh my God, post two. Tweet something nice about this. In fact, anytime you see me tweet about an episode, retweet it. And for God's sake, tell your friends. Tell them how Here in L.A. is spelled. And it's on Apple Podcasts and Google and even Amazon. Here in L.A. is produced by myself, Tony Pierce. And a man who the Air Jordans were named after? Jordan Katz. Editing, mixing, and music supervision by Jordan Katz. Songs by Orgone and Jordan Katz. Special thanks to Cindy for creating the logo, Jen for inspiring this, and Steve Rohr, who a second time in a row has told us about somebody, and we got to talk to them, and now we're, here we are, we just talked to Bruce because of Steve. Thanks, Thanks, Steve. Steve.